Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I tried everything, prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, you name it. Plus, I tried a couple of other less productive approaches. After two decades of coming up short, I realized I was focused on the wrong thing. Instead of trying to fill those holes, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more worthy goal. A major part of this approach is talking openly about what my grief is like, instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all the parts of me be here, I feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a compassionate environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from ourselves and others and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. So thank you for joining this episode of the Healing Path. Today, I'm chatting about waking up. Amidst the ongoing despair and pandemic fatigue in our world at large, right down to our very own selves, we are reminded that suffering comes in so many forms. No matter what our circumstances have been during this prolonged period of isolation, fear, and uncertainty, we have all had to adjust, strengthen our muscles of patience, and operate in somewhat of a crisis mode for nearly two years. Whether I'm talking with a friend in Arizona, a relative in Seattle, or the clerk at Target, there is a universal understanding that things are just not the same. I've written extensively how my own life has been impacted, and especially in relationship to caring for our special needs 22-year-old son, Zach, in the face of COVID. But on a macro level, we are all in a period of waking up. Even if we're walking around entranced with responsibilities, to-do lists, thoughts of unworthiness, airline credits from trips postponed, metro rail cards for train passes never used, with our groceries now being delivered, and Amazon as our new best friend who visits regularly, there is a common human experience of the loss of control. Or rather, we are living out of an increased awareness that we don't really have control, and actually, for the most part, never did. This wave of inarguable truth that has washed over our planet like one big tidal wave, throwing us here and there, taking close to a million lives in the U.S. alone, has been kind of a waking up for for many people. If you embrace the COVID is a hoax philosophy, (laughs) this podcast may not be for you. But for the rest of us, COVID has been an unavoidable constraint that has inspired, if not forced us, to wake up from our automated lives, roles, and routines. Its alarm rings differently for everyone, but it has been ringing quite loudly for all of us. No matter what impacts COVID has had on our lives, we all share this common experience. We have no control. While it's natural to writhe around and flail about, resist, curse, argue with, and plead for it to go away, it being COVID, is apathetic. And we are left to steep in the swirl of our own lack of agency. 
Our paths through this mess have been idiosyncratic. We've had to think outside the box, rise to challenges, remain isolated, and say farewell to loved ones. We have rescheduled weddings and banked travel points for trips untaken, lost our jobs, lost our homes, got new jobs and got new homes, changed family structures and financial strategies, had babies, gotten divorced, gotten sick and gotten well. No matter what our own experience, we don't need to know the details of the impact COVID has had on each specific person to share and the aggregate compounded effects of being woken up, shaken out of our rote routines, and stuck with the inarguable truth that the pandemic is still happening. And although it has torn parts of our families, friends, and communities apart, it is still a part of our shared humanity. When we greet one another, friend, foe, or stranger, let's all keep a small opening of space in our hearts to bring a little extra compassion to the party when interacting with others. We don't need to speak it out loud to acknowledge the challenges we've each faced. We don't need the details of anyone else's experience to know that we've all been affected by COVID. If we can leave a little room for a momentary and intentionally quiet thought like, quote, I see you, this is hard and I feel it too, unquote. The thing that threatens us all can actually be transformed into sowing seeds of connection, if we choose to look at it that way. If only in a fleeting glance of making eye contact, letting another driver in front of us, slowing down a bit, or saying thank you more often, we can encourage each other by simply being kind. We are all waking up in one way or another, and eventually some of us will go back to sleep, and that is okay. But for the moment, we can deepen the strength of our ability to transcend this two-plus-year process by seeing ourselves in others and recognizing their pain in ourselves as a shared reality. We can choose to use the very thing that threatens our connectedness to also be the thread that brings us close together as humans. I haven't written a lot about COVID. It's such, such a broad topic. But this idea of waking up is too tempting not to address. Over the years, in all of my kind of grief work and on my journey, I have really truly learned that we do not need the details of other people's experience to have a shared compassion and kind of a shared awareness that um, we're all adjusting. And it means different things to different people. But waking up if we can allow ourselves to be part of that process, which is truly, you know, starts when we're born, um, then, you know, we can be open to what's here and we can also use the divided nature of COVID um, to be a springboard, to connect with one another. And um, again, we don't need to complain about or, you know, report on how hard it's been for us, um, to others or, you know, even necessarily hear the details of their experience. What we all know is that the world as we know it is gone and we're making a new world, which is part of the healing path and knowing that it doesn't already exist, that we have to pave it ourselves. I just wanted to invite everyone 
to especially coming into the new year where, gosh, here we are two years later, um, just to refresh and renew our commitment to just have that awareness for one another, um, to be kind and to be generous and to be grateful um, when we interact, because just under the skin for a lot of people is a lot of trauma uh, and turmoil related to this pandemic. So it's great to stay in grace with one another and just be there to support as we continue to navigate this this incredibly difficult time. So thank you for joining this episode of The Healing Path. I, I really, um, toward the end of the of the post and when I read it in the podcast, I said some people will go back to sleep. It's always so tempting, right, to try to unsee or unknow what we learn. Um, but yeah, now that I'm through this episode of The Healing Path, I would just say we don't need to know each other's details to know that this has impacted all of us. So as always, I love to hear any feedback you may have at lisamcfarland.com in the comments section. And you can also visit the website for other posts, not too many on COVID, but um, lots of different topics. So until next time, stay present, stay grateful and stay healing. And as always, thanks so much for listening.